Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, John Murray, and uh, welcome to Go Deep. Now, for fans of the show, yes, I had called the show fourth and long, but I guess looking on Anchor and looking at some of the uh, other uh, ladies and gentlemen that were uh, doing their podcasts, uh, they had um, a lot of them. I think it was about maybe four or five of them that had fourth and long, so... For this episode, I decided to change, change it. I want to stick with the football theme, and I want to call it Go Deep. So I have changed the name of the show to Go Deep. Um, for people who have listened to the show, listened to this, my first two episodes, I want to apologize to you. Um, I want to, I want to change the name of the, name of the show. Try to be a little, a little creative. Maybe it's not as creative as you might think. I mean, but. Trying to do the best I can do, trying to find the right, shall we say, right tools, the right thing to do for the show. But in any event, we're gonna jump right in. We'll jump right into to it right now. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk football. Before I talk football, I want to talk about something that's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And that's board games. Yes, it is kind of strange to talk about board games, but for any average, average man or kid, I should say, when I was growing up, long before fantasy football became even a thought, there was board games. When I was a kid, my parents got me a game, an electronic game. And this electronic game was a pretty good sized game. And of course, you had to plug into the wall and you had like a little, I'll say a switch, I'm going to say. And you had like little men or little figurines or however you want to really say it. And I don't know the company that puts this game out. And if any if any fans of the show know what I'm talking about, please Freefield tell me what, what the name of the game was. Um, what it was is wherever company made this game, they put they would put it out. I don't know how many years they did put the game out, but what they did is they would put the Super Bowl teams the previous year into their game. When I first got my game, and again, we're telling my age, um, I was the, it was the Dallas Cowboys against the Denver Broncos. Roger Stallback versus Craig Morton, a matter of fact, a former Cowboy. But in the event, you had these little figurines, and of course you had like a, I'll say a foam football, which might have been about the size of maybe the tip of your finger, it might be smaller than that. But it was a fun game. It was a fun game. You flip the switch, and of course, the guys, and you had these players that would run the football. You had one tall gentleman that was an all white figurine, and he would be the guy, he would be like your quarterback. And at the time, you know, at the time, of course, like I said, there was no fantasy football even thought of back then, but that was the game. And years later, I think, maybe the following year, I want to say, I ended up getting, which was my favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I got the Washington football team because being from Richmond, Virginia at the time, Washington was just right up the road, right? But I had that game for, for many, many years. And, of course, once I got married and moved, you got rid of the game. Well... That wasn't the only game that I ever played over the years. It was a football card game years later. And the football card game, well, it was kind of very, it was kind of simple in a way. 
Um, if you want to run the ball, of course, they had the offensive linemen's names. Left tackle, you know, right tackle, so forth and so forth. Well, let's say if you play the game nowadays, and let's say you're big, let's say you're a big Minnesota Viking fan, and you would say, well, I want Dalvin Cook to run the ball. You might say, Dalvin Cook, left tackle. And, of course, they, they would have, like, it could be anywhere from the highest, I think, was like an 18-yard gain to the lowest. I think the lowest might have been a 12-yard loss, I think. And I can't remember. It's been so many years since I played the game. Well, anyway, and that's how the game was. And played, of course, you had a card where you had short pass, long pass. You didn't have a screen pass or a medium pass or a swing pass or something like that. And of course, you had the field goal. You had your punt. You know, you kick off on this card. But that was all. But that was all you had. And it was it was a fun game. And, of course, years later, you know, everything develops more. Um, I can remember uh, a game that my cousins had uh, a very, very old, old computer. This is long before the Internet ever took off. They had a, a game. And then this game... I believe it was put out by, and I'm probably going to pronounce this gentleman's name wrong, and I'll apologize if I do. It's Lance Hefner, I believe is how he pronounces his last name. And in this game, of course, you had like a little floppy disk. You slip the floppy disk into the computer. And basically what it was all about was it was a good game. It was a great game. You had, how can I say it? You had... Like you had plays. I mean, you could put, you know, the regular running plays. I believe there were, you know, regular running plays. You could probably pop a screen pass in there. You know, short pass, long pass. The game was kind of, the game was starting to develop a little bit more. And you had a pro football and you had a college football version. And it was a nice, nice version. Um, we did leagues. I mean, my cousins and I, we did legs off of this. Um, I think later on down the road, when he got when they got rid of the computer, and I had a chance to get it, and they gave me the computer many years later, I would, especially college football, I would just take a team's. I would pick any college football team. I mean, I know one time I did Michigan Wolverines. I did the Virginia Cavaliers, and what I would do is I would go, I would go, and of course you'd go, you would buy magazines, you know, whether it was Sporting News or Street and Smith, they put out, you know, a magazine every year. Well, all I did was I would go and I would play the schedule. Now, you couldn't change the players because I think the game was the game was very old. Um, for any uh, Virginia Cavalier fans, I believe my I believe my starting quarterback, and I might be wrong, was uh, Sean Moore. And if any Virginia Cavalier fans knows, knows Sean Moore, well... To be honest with you, yeah, Sean Moore was a pretty big reason as well. The Cavaliers at one point in time were even thought of as a possible national in the national championship contention at one point in time. I believe they got, I believe it's been, it's been so long that I can't remember. They were like a one of the, a team that was a top five team in the country. Crazy that sounds for any University of uh, Virginia fans, but it was the truth. But anyway... It was a great game, and of course, I think Lance Sefner did it. I don't know how many years he did it, but I don't think he does. I don't think the game is no longer in existence. I mean, I could be wrong, and so I might prove me wrong. But it was a great, it was a great game. 
But of course, you know, as time develops and more games, more games come out. I mean, I mean, there's been so many games, of course, of those who remember Stratomatic. Of course, Stratomatic has baseball, football, basketball, and then they do hockey. Uh, and I believe Stratomatic still does it to this day. They still do games. I had a chance to play, well, the baseball version of Stratomatic, and I had loads and loads of fun doing Stratomatic. I never had a chance to play the Stratomatic football, but there was a football version to it. Now, I think I think Stratomatic also does some board games, but I think they've also got computer versions of it. And I know that you can, uh, and I know that you can get the computer version of Stratomatic because every once in a while I get emails from the company itself, you know, trying to get me to buy the computer games or maybe the board games. But Stratomatic is very is is, is very fun. If you if any of the um, Guys that are my age out there, your sons are into into football. It's a it's a great game to get. And of course, nowadays you got video games and Madden, right? Madden is probably the closest thing you'll get to playing football. You can play your favorite team. You can make trades. You can do. You can be the general manager. There's so many features of Madden now. Now it's it's simply it's simply amazing. Like I said, I mean, I had great fun playing playing those all those board games for many for many many years, and you know, there's times I wish I could go back, and I really I wish I could get some of those games again. Now I've had the opportunity to play Madden. Now Madden's a great game, don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of old fogey giving the board games any day of the week. It let me. Let me see if I can outthink you. I mean, I'm not much on the controllers. But I must admit, my gosh. Some of the best days, days of the board games. <laughs> I know, heck, I know a few years ago, I tried to get back into it because I miss, I miss them. It's pretty good to sit there and, you know, get on your remote, you know, controller and, um, but to be honest with you, I think the board games, it's better to think, try to outthink your, try to outthink your opponent. But I'm, I'm kind of curious, I'm curious to anybody out there who's listening, um, did you play those board games as well? But don't get me wrong, it's nothing like playing fantasy, fantasy football. But it was great playing those board games. Now that I have kind of bored you guys to death with my board games, let's get let's get into down to some serious business, and let's talk about let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Now, everybody wants to know in a few days, I believe it's what five more days, I believe that uh, the Packers are going to report to report to camp. Uh, camp starting up. Uh, football's just football feels like it's just around the corner. I believe it was like what forty days or something like that to the first. NFL game, I believe. Uh, it'll be great. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. There are so many conflicting reports out there. I know uh, I've heard one report that um, that's something that uh, Aaron is getting his house deep clean, deep cleaned in Green Bay. Um, that some 
some are speculating that he's on his way out of town. I know it was a report, I know two weeks ago, to the fact where uh, he had re-upped his, some type of membership, uh, club membership or something in Green Bay. And somebody said, well, he must be staying. I've heard that report. You know, I, I hear reports from, he's talked to, what, uh, former teammate, A.J. Hogg, and A.J. Hogg believes he's coming back. I know James Jones, a former receiver that caught his share of passes from Aaron Rodgers in his day, has saying that he should come back. He's probably back as well. Well, unlike everybody else, the only person who knows the answer to that question is Aaron Rodgers himself. Now, I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers walks back in five days later into camp. Now, the way things are going, that might not happen. And the speculation is, well, well, Aaron Rodgers, I believe it's something he might lose $50,000 a day, might be up to 20 some million, or I believe to the effect that he might lose if he sets out, he sets out an entire year. Now, I don't think, maybe Aaron Rodgers can afford to set out, Aaron might be able to afford to miss a few practices, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers giving up 20 some million dollars more than that. I don't see that. I can't see any player out there in the right mind that would sit there and give up that millions and millions of dollars. Now, we all can speculate. People say he wanted more money. Well, the Packers were really giving more money in the offseason. But I think the biggest reason is, and I think there's a lot of experts out there, and I would agree with some of the experts, I think it, it boils down to simply put, power. Aaron won't say so in the match. He won't say so in some matters. He has not been happy with what's going on in Green Bay. Is he still stinking? Sure, I'm sure the guy is still stinking because of Jordan Love. I mean, you got to remember, you don't think Brett Favre was stinking when they drafted Aaron Rodgers all those years ago. And then, of course, Brett had to he would retire one minute, come back, retire, come back. Packers got tired of it, and they told well, Brett, you've already made a decision. Aaron's not quarterback. you got to get out of town. And they got to get out of town. They traded to the Jets. Well, it's kind of funny. Now, the Packers said they're not trading Aaron Rodgers whatsoever. But sometimes I have to wonder, could this be a repeat in a way? Oh, the Packers will get tired of this. And they say, Aaron, we can't have this mess no more. We're going to do the, we're going to ship you out of town. Yeah, everybody says, well, the Denver Broncos are the most likely candidate. But I don't think the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Now I think Aaron Rodgers will have a conversation. They're not going to do it. Now, do I think Jordan Love is ready? No, I don't think Jordan Love is ready. And I'll be honest with you, like most experts, I really haven't had a chance to see Jordan Love. Now, I'm sure the NFL Network has, I believe it's put out a schedule of what games they're probably going to show on, on TV. And they're going to put all the games out there. And I'm very interested to see exactly if Jordan Love is out there and play in an exhibition preseason, which I'm sure he's going to have to. Because right now, Jordan Love will be the starting quarterback, and I believe they have got Blake Evans, I believe, is the, is the backup. 
Now, can the Packers win without Aaron Rodgers? They can't. Because trust me, Aaron Rodgers is key for them. And to be honest with you, they need Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is there, the Packers will probably win the NFC North again. Because I don't see Detroit doing it. In Chicago, I'm not sold on Chicago, and I'm not sold on Minnesota. Green Bay has the best team in the division with Aaron Rodgers. But without Aaron Rodgers, they may be lucky to be five, a 500 team at best. They would have to lie on maybe Aaron Jones, maybe A.J. Dillon. They'll have to lie more on the running game than I think ever before. But in the end, I think Aaron Rodgers will eventually come to camp and will play for the Green Bay Packers. I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to where and I don't see the general manager going anywhere either. Now, some say should Aaron Rodgers get more say so. It's hard for me to say. Tom Brady went to Green Bay. He wanted Ron Gronkowski. He got him. He wanted Antonio Brown. He got him. Tom Brady could convince the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come get me if it would help them win a Super Bowl. They would do it. And I think Aaron Rodgers wants that same respect for the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers walks in the office right now, he sees a receiver, he sees a running back, maybe a tight end he feels that can help his team. That's what he wants. He wants to walk into the general manager's office. He wants to walk into Mark Murphy, the CEO and president of the Green Bay Packers. And he wants to tell them, hey, let's go get this guy. Because he can help us. He can help me. I don't agree. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will ever get that power or not. That's something for Aaron Rodgers. And that's gonna be something for the Packers to shall we say to discuss. But Aaron, to be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers needs to be a Green Bay if if the Packers have any chance whatsoever in winning. A Super Bowl. Well, let's talk about a gentleman that I just talked to, tried to compare Aaron Rodgers to, and that's Tom Brady. Let's talk about Tom Brady and the Green Bay and the Green Bay Packers. Well, I should say the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about them and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now. It seems like Tampa Bay is in some trouble. Because now the report is that I believe that Tom Brady played with a torn MCL, to my understanding. And this has been kept hush hush until now. Now, 
I'm sure Tom Brady fans, and I'm sure one of them is what Skip Bayless is a big is a big Tom Brady fan, and I'm sure according to Skip Skip Bayless, I'm sure it'll just add on to Tom Brady's legacy that he played with a torn MCL. And I gotta say, it, it's pretty remarkable if you played on that a torn MCL and you won a Super Bowl. That says a lot about you, but with all this information coming out, it's got Tampa Bay in trouble. Now, I'm sure there's speculation how much money we, I'm sure they'll get fined a lot of money. They may lose a draft pick, maybe lose two draft picks. But could Tom Brady be in trouble? Now, it wasn't that it was a few years back he missed because of the uh, because of the deflated footballs, right? He got in trouble with that. He missed a few, he missed the four first four games. Now, to be honest with you, is that something that the NFL will take consideration that they should spend Tom Brady for four games? I don't think that part's gonna happen. I think Tampa Bay will catch most of the backlash of this. And again, I'm sure they I'm sure they knew that Tom was hurt now. I don't know how much do they realize how hurt he was. I don't know if Tampa Bay really realized he had a torn MCL or not. They knew that something was wrong. They didn't report it. And now, now we find out this information. So my educated guess is yes, Tampa Bay is going to they're going to get punished. But the problem with this is this, and this goes back to what everybody talks about, about the concussions of many years ago. Well, all the guys back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, the concussions, they've suffered. See, it does not look it does not look good on the NFL on something like this, even though it's it's torn NCL. It doesn't look good on the NFL because now players are playing all I'm sure a lot of people in the NFL play hurt, but when stuff like this comes comes out, it makes the NFL look worse and worse. I mean you have people I mean, I hate to say it, but you have people that have passed away because they've, they've suffered a CTE injury. And it does not look good on the NFL whatsoever. It doesn't. And you have guys like now, you have people that will play with um, torn MCLs. This is torn, that's torn. And the team guys are reporting. Now I know that uh, Tom Brady's former team the New England Patriots, they had a way of, um, they were put, they always kind of ducked around injury issues. They were not reported, reported, or didn't want to put it in the transactions before their games because they didn't want the opponent to know. And in some ways, I can probably understand it because you don't want your opponent to know how hurt you really are. Maybe in some way, I can understand that.
But the problem is, the more this stuff goes on, the more in some ways I think it makes the NFL, this is not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers issue. This is becoming an NFL issue. And I'm sure people will have a field day on this. I mean, it's bad enough. It's when players, when older players pass away, their families, well, hey, we need to open them up. We need to see if CTE was an issue. And when they find out that CTE is an issue, then the families want to come back on the NFL and they probably want to sue them for millions and millions of dollars. And it's a catch as catch can. When a player comes out and says, hey, I know what I signed up for. I know this was going to be probably something that might happen to me down the road. Football's a dangerous sport. Yeah, it is. But the NFL has tried. They've tried what new helmets. They've tried to hack, you know, they've tried to teach better tackling on a Pop Warner level, high school level. But football's still a dangerous game. It doesn't matter what level you're on. High school, college, the pros, peewee leagues, Pop Warner. Now, granted, I have a, I have a son who's 19 years old. Now, my son never got into sports. It wasn't his thing. And to be honest with you, I never played sports. The best thing I might, I might have okay at baseball, but that was it. And it does, a parent. The parents get all this information out nowadays. It makes them worry. It makes them cautious that they don't want to put their their kids out there to do this stuff. When they hear about all this, the CTEs, the injuries, it makes their parents want to push their kids away from football. Now, I have, to, I have to include young ladies in it, too, because now you have young ladies that are now playing football. There was even leagues, I think there's even leagues out there now where it's just female, female leagues. I've seen documentaries on this. There's ladies, young girls who want to try the high school level. Or even the college level. I applaud them. Wish you the best of luck at it. But they like their male counterparts. They're subject to the same thing. Football's a great game. Hey, football is the most probably the one it's probably the one sports in America. Basketball, I'm sure, is number two. But what do you do? Like I said, it's a tough decision for parents because they're probably worried about CTEs 
and other injuries in life, and so they should be. But the, but the Buccaneers, they got kids backlash from this. And I'm sure, like I said, this would mean I would be surprised and be amazed now. They'll be fine. They'll get some draft picks taken away from them. But in no way, shape, or form am I telling the parents out there do not send your kids to play football. I'm not going to tell you that. My best advice is prepare them. Get the right coaches. Do the right tackling. Meet that shoulder, not with that head. With the Buccaneers. Something's going to come of it, and they will. They will catch. They will catch hell. I should say from it. We'll move on to something that just happened. Yes, news, breaking news yesterday, and the starting running back of the Los Angeles Rams, K. Makers, is out. Is out for the seat. Is out for the season. Torn ACL. Now. I want to wish Cam the best of best of luck in his recovery. It's a long recovery. And I do wish him the best of luck and hope he gets a speedy recovery. Now, for fantasy football fans out there, I'm sure the name Daryl Henderson is going skyrocketing up the ladder because he was the number two man behind Akers. And I believe a couple of, a couple of gentlemen had behind him or rookies, I believe. Or maybe second year players that were like seventh round draft picks or sixth round draft picks. So right now Henderson is pretty much the main man. Now I'm sure like I said, Henderson's not is going up. I've seen on one board he might get drafted in the fourth or fifth round. Now 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 Henderson we did play, I think he did average four point five, four point five. 4.5 or 4.6 yards a carry last year. And he is a pretty decent, decent, he's not that bad of a weapon out of the backfield as well. Now, my thing with the Rams is, and when they brought Matthew Stratford is, they were going to be, I think, a pass teaming anyway, a pass-happy team in the first place. Because you had Brooks, Robert Brooks, Cooper Cup, you had Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, the tight end, you should get more, more. They've got a lot of weapons. And to me, Trapper was going to be a 4,500 yard. I wouldn't be surprised if he cut close to getting 5,000 yards. And I'm sure Trafford's moved up the ladder as well now that he's going to a much better football team. And his stock is going a lot on fantasy football. Boards. Now, Henderson, for my fantasy football fans, I would I would slowly roll on Henderson. I don't know if, if Henderson will take the pounding. Now, I'm saying Henderson could be a guy that can get you maybe a good six or seven yards a week. It's a possibility. He might catch a few bad stuff in the backfield. But again, this is a Matthew Stratford. 
hassle 18. And I think that's where this is going to go. Now, there are rumors out there about they would add a veteran running back. And I agree. They will add somebody. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, and laugh at your mind, there's one guy out there that, well, he's a former ran. You'll be surprised the name Todd Gurley creeps back into creeps back into Sean McFay's mind. Because after all, let's be honest with you, Todd Gurley goes to playbook. And I can see Gurley and Henderson splitting carries. Gurley can catch pass out of the backfield as well. So for my fantasy football fans out there, don't go nuts on Daryl Henderson. Because mark my words, I feel the name Todd Gurley is gonna is gonna creep back in somehow, some way, some shape, in some form. And don't be surprised, don't be shocked if Todd Gurley winds up back in a Ram uniform and he's splitting carries with Henderson during this football season. Again, I wish Cam Akers the the speediest, the speediest recovery. But you hear here first. Don't be surprised if Todd Gurley winds up back in a Ram uniform. Another guy that I would look at for is Chris Thompson. He was released by Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a third down back for the Washington football team a few years ago. Well, guess who was with the Washington football team a few few years ago? And the coordinator, Sean McFay. Don't be surprised if it's either Todd Gurley. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Thompson lines in. Henderson starts. Thompson becomes maybe that third down back. Now, if that happens, if that happens, then I would say Henderson might not be that bad of a, bad of a uh, pickup. But I got a feeling Todd Gurley's going to be there. And I got a feeling Gurley's going to be back in the Rams uniform. Watch what I tell you. It's going to happen. I guess and while we're on the subject of um, fantasy football, we'll continue. We'll continue on that on that path. I know for every week I have a possibility of maybe another a quarterback or or running back or wide out that I like to give you a possibility a possibility on. Well, allow me to do so this week now. As far as quarterback goes, and I'm sure this is not going to be too much of a shocker to people, the returning Dak Prescott. Now, let me be honest with people. The last two years, it's become more of a Dak Prescott team. I know one time it was, it was Zeke right, Zeke left, maybe Zeke up the middle. But let's be honest with you. It's become a Dak Prescott team. And they've got Daxon weapons. Amari Cooper's there. Michael Gallup. C.D. Lamb. The name that you should keep remember is C.D. Lamb. You've got Blake Jarwin, who's coming back off an of injury. And Schultz. 
at a tight end he does very well who has done he did pretty well for himself last year. And Dak, you know, Dak can run a little bit, but I have to wonder, is that going to be curved? Just a little bit. But Dak, I have to tell you that, if you go look at drafts, Dak can probably be top five or six fantasy quarterback this year. And he shouldn't draft it rightfully so, because the team is still geared towards, the team has now been geared towards Dak Prescott. Now, I have not seen photos. I've heard rumors that Zeke looks to be in great physical condition. The offense line is getting healthier. Now, it's not saying that Zeke won't, won't bounce back. He might have a thousand-yard season. I'm not saying it's not possible. Zeke could probably do that if the offense line stays healthy. You got to remember, Jack can also throw the ball to Zeke. They got Tony Pollard, who's a pretty good. Pass catcher of the backfield. So please remember, Zeke is going to be drafted as, as trust me, Dak Prescott is going to be drafted as a top five running back. And for Ezekiel Elliott, well, he'll be still drafted the top six or seven fantasy running back. Because if the offense line's healthy, Zeke is going to eat at some point. Trust me, he will. Now, as far as the other quarterback goes, another name's going to pop up, and a lot of people are 50 50 on this guy, and that's Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, nobody knows you got a new coach doing how the offense is going to run. Now, to my understanding, I think Jalen's, I think Jalen will have a decent season. Again, it's the same situation with Dallas as in Philadelphia. It's that offensive line. The offensive line is getting healthy. And I think it's going to help with Jalen Hurts out. And one thing Jalen's got going for him, he can run the football. Now, the receiving core is still kind of relatively young in Philadelphia. But they did draft Devontae Smith. And Devontae is, and guess where Devontae Knows Jalen Hurts from University of Alabama. And that's going to play a role. Yeah, it will play a role. Again, like I said, they've got young receivers. I do like Dallas Goddard as a tight end. Now, Zach Hurts is still there. Now, I'm going to assume that we're going to assume that he's going to be pretty much out of Philadelphia at some point in time. But for right now, Zach is still there. Zach can still do. Some things. Miles Sanders is going to be the number one running back. Now, I know they've got Kenyon Johnson that did sign. I believe Jordan Howard is uh, in camp as well. But I think Jalen Hurts is a man that you need to keep your eye on. Now, I don't think he'll be a top 10 quarterback. I think he might be just, just outside the top 10 as far as quarterbacks go. But I think James, a man that you definitely need to keep an eye on. Now, we talk about running backs. I'm gonna go deep, deep, very deep into the hole. And hear, hear me on this one. 
I want you to remember the name Larry Roundtree. He is a running back to the Los Angeles Chargers drafted. I believe he's from, from Missouri, uh, University of Missouri. Here's a gentleman that you need to keep an eye out on. Now, for any Austin Eckler fantasy football fans, please, by all means, still draft Austin Eckler. He is your number one running back. Austin's going to have a good deal. He'll have a good year. I feel the need, I feel the need that he will have a good year, that he will bounce back. Yes, they just hurt him last year, but I'm going to be honest with you. He'll be fine this year. But behind Austin Eckler, it becomes very interesting. The reports I'm getting at is they seem to be very high on Larry Browntree. He might be that goal line back. And if he's that goal line back, well, that could maybe take Eckler's stock down just a little bit. And some people think of Justin Jackson and maybe Joshua Kelly's job. Might be in jeopardy. The funny thing about that is in goal line running backs, they may get you, they may get you 10 yards a game, but if they get you three touchdowns within 10 yards, they definitely help you. They definitely help fantasy points. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying Larry Brown, I'm not saying Larry Roundtree will not be that type of guy. But he's a guy that you need to keep an eye on. Can Austin Eckler stay healthy for a full, a full 17 game season? It's going to be hard for anybody, I think, to be actually completely healthy for a full 17 games. But it is a little bit of concern that Eckler, it is concerned that he got hurt last year. It is concerned. At least to me, being a fantasy, playing fantasy football for so many years. It's a concern that the Chargers are that high on this young man, Larry Roundtree. Keep an eye on him because I got a feeling I feel he's going to get hurt at some point this season. Just a gut feeling. And this guy, Roundtree, he's who I look after. Now, another guy to keep an eye out on, and here's another name that I know some people kind of like cringe at David Montgomery, running back, Shadow Bears. Now, David got off to a pretty bad start last year. He did. He kind of struggled. Now, I took him I took him in one of my drafts because he was the number one running back for the Chicago Bears, and I thought the Bears would use him a lot more than they did last year. Well, at the beginning of the year, I don't think they really did. He struggled. The offensive line was hurt, was banged up. He struggled. But last year went on. Mac Nagy realized, hey, I need I need to use this young man more, and he did. He used him, and for those people who might pick if he if he hit the waiver wire and picked him up, you were rewarded because he played well for you. And trust me, I had him a lot of you. I had him myself, and I made a mistake. I did trade him in one of my legs. Now, the word is on the street is that David Montgomery is supposed to, that Matt Nagy wants to get him 20 touches or maybe 20 carries a game. If Matt Nagy's a smart man, go do it. Now, I know that 
I believe Tyreek Cohen is back. And yes, he'll still, if he's healthy, he will be the third down back. He will continue on that role. But I believe they also got Damian Williams, a gentleman that was a Super Bowl hero a couple of years ago for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm sure Williams is going to play a role right now. It's going to be David Montgomery's backup. And I think Tyreek's stock takes a huge hit. But I think David Montgomery's a man that, that, that you need to keep an eye out on. Now, I don't see David Montgomery being the number one running back. He's not going to be a number two running back. He can play the number three running back role for you. He'd be okay at it. And David Montgomery, he's not that bad of a pass catcher out of the backfield either. But I know that's not going to be his job. But he's a man that you could certainly use. And I think he should get, I would love to see him get 20 carries a week. The question is, how much faith does Matt Nagy have in Andy Dalton? He's got one guy who can rely on catching passes every week, and that's Allen Robinson. Now, Darnell Mooney, he might be a guy that you might stick stick in the back of your mind. That's a deep, very deep sleeper pick. But he's there. By Matt Nagy, give Dave Montgomery, give, give him the 20 carries a game. Let's see what he can do. Take the pressure off of Andy Dalton. And I know some, I'm sure some people that that will draft Allen Robinson, maybe they're worried about that. I wouldn't be worried that much. It doesn't matter who the quarterback's going to be. Andy Dalton, maybe Nick Foles quarterbacks this year, who knows. But I'm sure all the Chicago Bears fans are looking for Justin Fields to be that man in the future. And he won't be the man in the future. It might not be right now. Maybe at some point this season he might be. But I was sick of swimming Danny Dalton right now. But for fans, keep it on David Montgomery. Now, as far as wide receivers go, I touched up on this gentleman just a few minutes ago, C.D. Lamb. Now, I get that Amari Cooper is the number one man, but Cooper has been dinged up. He's been banged up. Matter of fact, to my understanding, he's banged up right now. But the Cowboys are not concerned. Me, I'm a little different. It is concerned to me. I'm concerned. Now, some people say, well, if, if Cooper starts missing time, that makes Michael Gallup the number one man. No. C.D. Lamb is the future number one man for the Dallas Cowboys. He's the future receiver. C.D. didn't play that bad last year at all. He really didn't. He's got, you know, some people might com compare him to Dez Bryant. I think I've heard that comparison now. I don't know if I compare him to Dez or not. That's kind of a bold statement. It's, I think C.D. can be more than Dez. You can line up, you can hit Officer Rise the Cowboys. They may line up seeing the backfield. I'm sure you'll get some jet sweeps. I'm sure you'll get some reverses. And Cooper, don't get me wrong, Cooper's been a consistent player since they got him from the Raiders. Please don't get me wrong on that. He has been. But what worries me about Cooper is 
He's gotten nicked up. He's gotten banged up. I mean, he's already dinged up right now. And to be honest with you, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, they have confidence in C.D. Lamb. And don't be surprised at some point in time, maybe C.D. will become the number one receiver. For right now, he's number two. Michael Gallup, I think Michael Gallup is number three. But please, keep an eye on C.D. Lamb. Like I said, Cooper's dinged up already, and we're eight, and we're not in we're not in camp yet. Now I'm sure the camp I'm sure the Cowboys will go to camp here very soon because they've got to play the Pittsburgh Steelers first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game I should say. But please keep your eye on CD Lamb because eventually, like I said, this man is going to be the number one receiver in Dallas. Maybe sooner rather than later. Now, as far as I'm going to skip, I'm going to go to kicker, kickers. A lot of people talk about kickers, and I've already said this on my, on my podcast. A lot of people don't put, pay attention to too many kickers. They'll say, that I know a lot of people use kickers as the last draft pick. And rightfully so, you should. I don't think I'd go that high on kicker. But my kicker, Jason Saunders, Miami Dolphins. Now, Jason came out of nowhere last year. And I believe this all season rewarded for the final season. Jason was one of the most consistent kickers. He was underrated. You might have heard about him. But he was consistent. He did well last year. And I believe he'll get the same opportunity again this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it might has close games and sounds may kick about three or four field goals a game. I think that's gonna happen again this year. Keep. I would say seriously keep a guy on him. If we go tight ends, a man I just talked about, Dallas Goddard. Now, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, I think Zach Ertz's time in, in Philadelphia is pretty much over with. Now, I don't know if they will cut him, which I know they don't want to cut him. They want to try to trade him somewhere and get value for him. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't blame the Philadelphia Eagles for trying to trade him and get value for a man like Zach Ertz. But Dallas Goddard, to be honest with you right now, Dallas Goddard might be the safest option for Jalen Hurts. I know he has that connection with Devontae Smith. And he's trying to, I know you've got Travis Fulcom. I know you got Greg Ward. You got, you got young receivers. But the man's the most consistent of them all is Dallas Goddard. And I'm thinking Jalen Hurts should realize that. Hopefully he'll realize that. I think Dallas Goddard could be a sleeper pick at tight end. Now, he might not be a total sleeper pick to some people, but I think Dallas Goddard's name you need to keep you need to keep your eye on. 
As far as defensive special teams go, the Washington football team. You know, if you look at some of the numbers last year, the Washington football team played very well last year. In fact, they might have, I believe they might have certainly the top 10, I think, overall. And to me, I look for them to get them better because actually Washington's going to have to rely on that defense. Now, sure, they've gone out and got Ryan Fitzpatrick, but which one are you going to get this year? I do like Antonio Gibson running the ball. Again, there's a name to keep your eye on as well for fantasy football fans. Antonio Gibson, keep an eye on that name. Now, the thing with Gibson is, I know there's, um, he's had an issue with his toe, and I believe you hear reports that he's still having some problem with it. Gibson's telling the world that, hey, it's cool, I'm ready to roll. But it's going to be his defense. That's going to be the reason Washington will try to make a run at the division, at the division title or try to get back into the playoffs, it will be that defense. They have a pretty good front seven. The back end, it kind of worries them a little bit, but that front seven is dangerous. It's a very good, very good front seven. And it will be, like I said, it will be a reason why Washington We'll be in some football games. So if you're looking for defense or special teams, keep Washington in mind. Granted, it might not have a last name as of yet. And I'll be honest with you, I really don't know. I really haven't looked at any of the names. And I don't know if, to be honest with you, that I can come up with a brain, a, a brainstorm of a name. Me, I've always would have stuck in. I thought about maybe like the Washington Senators, but then it's like, well, no, that's a former baseball team. You can't do, you can't do, you would call them the Washington Presidents. I really wouldn't, you know. You call them the Washington Monuments. I always thought if you were going to go to Washington, give them a last name, go with the D.C. Heritage. But it's kind of hard. I can't call them the Washington Smithsonian's. That's kind of a hard one too to, to, to you have to do. But I'm sure somebody, I'm sure some fan, somebody in the organization will come up with something witty. It's catchy. But I'll be honest with you, for fantasy football fans out there, keep their defense. Keep their defense and special teams in mind. Well, I know that before I uh, exit the airways after my uh, episode number three. Now, Hopefully as season goes on, I'll be able to put out more and more episodes and hopefully that more and more people will certainly listen to the podcast um, I've said before and I'll say it again. Um, 
any questions out there, any opinions or any fancy football advice that I can give, I will do the best I can to give you the best advice that I can. Um, I know Anchor, they talk about, I believe they say something about um, money-wise. If you've got listeners that want to contribute to your podcast, then ask them. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never been a man to really beg for money. But for those who listen to the show, you like to contribute, that's your business. Feel please, feel free to do so. But I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to beg for it. That's up to you and that's your decision. And I will try my best to give you my best opinion, my best advice. I'm sure there's about a million, million podcasts out there in this world. Some people are very successful at doing it. Some people do it for fun. Now, what do I want? I'll be honest with you, a little bit of both. I love doing it. If I can get the time to do it because of my work schedule. But then again, Who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to be able to who doesn't want to be able to retire from their regular job and do this on a regular basis? I would love to do that. It takes pressure off the 52-year-old body. I'd love to do it. I think it's like Tom Brady says. <laughs> you want to stick it to people, right? I've had people for years who didn't think I mattered much, who didn't think I could cut it. Well, Tom Brady's proof you were wrong with winning seven Super Bowl championships. You know what? I love to stick it to people and prove them wrong that, hey, you should have given me this opportunity years ago. If you give me an opportunity, this is what you could have gotten. And that, my friends, Ladies and gentlemen, that's the biggest satisfaction. I get what Tom Brady does. He puts a chip on his shoulder. I get it. I understand it. And I'm with Tom. But Tom Brady better understand. I have a bigger chip on my shoulder. And I want to prove people wrong. And I will continue to prove to the best of my ability to prove you wrong over and over and over again. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to head out. If you got any comments, please feel free to put them out there. I'll try my best to answer any question I can for you. Again, I'm still learning <laughs> the podcasting game. And it's something I'm going to try to improve on each and every episode. So, I will sign off. Thank you once again for those who have listened to it. And I'll see you again.